Your best life is more rewarding when you become a member of Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can earn MyPlus rewards points for everyday purchases and banking activities. You even earn 3,000 MyPlus rewards points when you open your membership with Affinity Plus. MyPlus Rewards offers the potential to rack up major points and even bigger rewards. Use your points on vacation getaways, discounted rates on Affinity Plus car loans, gift cards from popular stores and restaurants, and cash back. Or pay those points forward with charitable donations. You've got a lot of great choices with Affinity Plus and MyPlus Rewards. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more about your MyPlus Rewards earning power. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guests include Shannon Wusso, who is the Executive Director of the Mid-Minnesota Women's Center, and Nicole Mason. Nicole is the Lead Visitation Supervisor at the Alex and Brandy, Brandon Child Safety Center. Ladies, first of all, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you very much for having us. Well, at different times, as we, uh, again, are interviewing our guests over the phones, and uh, let's start with that thought, Shannon. Tell us about how things have changed at the Mid-Minnesota Women's Center. Well, the last, um, I don't know, what is it, about five, six weeks now, um, a lot of things have changed for us, but yet a lot of things have also stayed the same, too. So right now, what we are trying to really focus on is continuing to provide those essential services to victims of domestic violence and child abuse. But we're just trying to provide them in a little bit of a different way and make sure that um, it's safer for the staff and safer for the um, people coming to us for services. So it looks a little different, but essentially what it is that we're doing every day is the same. We've also seen news stories that has indicated there's maybe been an uptick in uh, domestic mm, violence. Sadly. And have you seen that here in central Minnesota, the, the area that you serve? Um, yes, we have. And it, we've received an increase in the number of phone calls that we've been getting on our crisis line. Um, and I think a lot of that just has to do with because there's this fear and there's this panic that sets in with um, the current health situation that we have. Yeah. Um, but that is on top of what somebody is already feeling if they're living in an abusive home environment as well. Sure. Um, but, I mean, each day it's really different. Um, it can be up or down. We've also seen a little bit of um, some cancellations at the Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center for um, people out of fear not wanting to come to um, you know, go out into the community with everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. right. um, so it, it really fluctuates any any single day. So yeah. Um, in addition to that, I know, of course, you are uh, a five hundred one c three area nonprofit and depend on uh, volunteers and donations. And tell us about that aspect of things now. <laughs> yes, um, we. Uh, we are really hurting right now without all of our amazing volunteers. Um, they do so much in order to help keep our services going on a daily basis that um, people don't even, you know, realize how much they do to support us. Right. And right now, just given the um, kind of the demographics of our volunteer population, we made a decision early on to suspend in-facility volunteers um, opportunities just for their safety. Mm -hmm. um, we want them around and we want them to be able to come back with their smiling faces and ready to help and volunteer when things settle down a bit. So their safety is of utmost importance to us too. So we just wanted to make sure that we protected that. 
Um, but there are other volunteer opportunities that are available for people that are interested that um, don't require being in either one of the buildings. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so we've had volunteers that have made cloth masks for the staff and the residents that we've used that. Um, we've had volunteers offer to um, drop off sanitizer for us. Um, nice. Just different things like that. So there's plenty of stuff that is available if people are still having that call to service and they're wanting to give back. Nice. Um, and then as far as fundraising efforts go, um, our annual fundraiser that was initially scheduled for June 5th has been canceled. Mm. And that was our single, um, our, our, the highest event that we would be um, generating revenue at for services that we provide for the entire year. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's a difficult thing, but it's necessary, again, just to protect everybody's safety and their health. Mm-hmm. But in place of that, we are doing something a little different where um, on givemin.org, they're doing a COVID-19 relief and response fund. Really? Yeah. So they're starting that on um, May 1st through May 8th. And we will be doing that along with them. So um, the our site is actually live, and you can get to it when you use the direct link, but you can't find it when you search right now just because the campaign hasn't officially started until May 1st. Okay. Um, but that's at givemin.org slash story slash MMWC 2020. And what we're trying to do there is raise the revenue that we would have generated at our fundraiser. Okay. Oh, okay. And people can make donations directly to you as well, even if not through that. Is that correct? Yes, they absolutely can. Um, they can be mailed to P.O. Box 602 in Brainerd. Um, we also have a PayPal account that can be searched, um, the Give Men, or however else if somebody wants to call and make a donation over the phone, that works as well. And now what about physical items that are needed uh, by the centers? What, what, what do you guys need in that department? Well, right now we are actually not taking um, donations of used items just because of just trying to eliminate the spread there. Yep. Sure. Um, Nicole's got a list of things that we are accepting. So <clears throat> we are accepting um, toilet paper, paper towels, diapers, disinfecting wipes, cleaning and disinfecting spray, baby wipes, tissues, disposable gloves, disposable face masks, face shields, and no contact thermometers. Okay. And also bleach, um, hand soap, hand sanitizer, and non-perishable food items. And I'm guessing, obviously, with non-perishable food items, but these items have to be brand new, not used and open. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And also to eliminate um, contacts, it is absolutely fine if somebody wants to drop them off at the door and ring the doorbell and head out. They don't even have to step foot into the building. Or if they need, we can make arrangements for them to be picked up or whatever works best for them. We like the ding-dong drop and ditch. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Brings back a lot of memories, yeah, but no that's kidding, another right? story. <laughs> yeah. um, another thing that actually is very helpful anytime, but especially now, um, are used or refurbished cell phones. Okay. Mm. Um, so that is a used item that we can use because that's easily disinfected. Um, but we can use those for uh, establishing a safety plan with a victim of domestic violence who isn't actually at the shelter but is needing to contact 911. Okay. Yes. So those phones don't need to have a service plan or minutes or anything. It just has to be charged. And then somebody is able to contact 911 in an emergency situation. Okay, so if we drop the phone, then we should also bring the probably the corresponding chargers with them as well? So if you have the chargers, that would be absolutely wonderful. If not, we'll figure out a way to get a charger for it. Um, 
And the other thing that I would ask, though, is anyone that's signed in on, um, say, their iCloud or anything to um, sign out of those things. We do go through them and wipe them clean, but I think it just is a better idea to kind of have that double check in place where if the person who owned it does it, and then we'll follow up and do it as well. All right. Okay, that's good, awesome. Good advice. Yeah. Nicole, if we can ask you a couple of questions, uh, please, first of all, for our listeners that might not know about the Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center, tell us about what you do uh, there and what you do, Nicole, as a lead visitation supervisor. So we provide um, safe exchanges and supervised visitations um, for people who maybe just don't get along or some have OFPs um, or court orders. Um, and my position is I still like supervise visits and do exchanges, um, but I like help assist the programs manager and just make sure everything is going smoothly at Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center. Mm -hmm. And how are operations different for you now? Um, so we, um, have suspended, um, support groups. Okay. Um, we um, are not allowing like any extra visitors apart from siblings, um, and we are like sanitizing all the toys in between each visit, and then other commonly used areas. And then we are checking temperatures when they are coming in the building to make sure that they don't have a fever. Okay. Um, and then we're just asking everyone to wash their hands when they enter as well. Are you requiring masks or anything on these visits? Um, we aren't, but we do have masks available for um, people if they okay. want them. Okay. And part of the reason for that is, is there's a fine line between balancing um, safety but also providing compassionate services. Yes. So that's where um, we will honor the request of anyone that's coming in, but we also don't want someone to feel as though they aren't welcome or that we don't care about what it is that they're doing. Um, so, but we are, you know, taking temperatures of everybody before entering the building, mm -hmm. kind of taking some of those precautions. If staff are sick, they're staying home. You know, we do have, um, uh, because we're, the shelter is a congregate living facility. If anybody there is needing to be referred for a testing, that is a situation where that, um, the need, that need will be prioritized at the local health agencies and that will be processed through quickly too. And that's got to be an interesting setup back at the shelter because um, I'm guessing you have to practice a little more social distancing uh, with the folks who are there. We do, yes, and it's, it's difficult. And, but the thing is, first and foremost, we are here to provide a service for the people at the safety center and at the shelter, and that's what comes first. Yep. Um, so that's what we focus on. And then we do other things that we need to. Um, obviously, we have one kitchen that the people at the shelter share. So kind of staggering the times when people can be in there, making sure that um, only, you know, each family has their own restroom to be able to use. And, you know, just every, mm -hmm. anything that we can do to try to stagger and um, limit the contact. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. Very good. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the COVID-19 Relief and Response Fund then, because we want to uh, get people on this website, don't we? I mean, there are so many nonprofits and, and businesses. Everybody is struggling during this time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, again, it runs May 1st through the 8th, you said? Yes. So that's when the campaign is running. And what we're trying to do is to just um, 
help domestic violence crisis situations during the COVID-19 pandemic. So this fundraiser is through givemen.org, but it's an additional one that they are running um, because of the pandemic that's going on. Okay. I see. Shannon, can you just sidebar, can you email me this information and the website just so we can get it on our public service announcements to run? Absolutely. I would love to. Thank Thank you. Yep. Wonderful. Yeah. Any other needs at this point, uh, Shannon? And you mentioned uh, volunteers are still still doing some things. Do you uh, have that information on your website, how people can still help even though they may not be able to come into the shelter? Sure. Well, what we just asked them to do is that they give a call to the shelter. The phone number there is 218-828-1216. And if they ask for Lenora, she is our volunteer coordinator, and she can let them know um, what our current needs are because those change every day. Sure. And then also, you know, speak with the person who's wanting to volunteer to see where their interests are as well. Very good. Yeah. And your website? Yes, it is um, womenscenter.org. Womenscenter.org. Okay. Very good. All right. Anything else we need to know or should know other than you guys need to let folks Make, be, make sure that they're aware that you are still helping people. You're still here to help. We are, and that's one thing that um, we are happy to be doing, um, making sure that people aren't experiencing, you know, any additional stresses that are going on, especially during this situation. But we're here, we're open, we're here to help, and if there's any needs or anything, we just encourage people to reach out and contact us at the um, – 218-828-1216 phone number, and we will do our best to meet those needs. Very good. Wonderful. And, um, one other thing, too, is we are so very grateful to have our facilities located in the Brainerd Lakes area. Um, our community is amazing, and we are so thankful to be here. We've seen a lot of support, like I said, with the donated um, face masks, donated sanitizer. Um, just the other day, there was a balloon bouquet that was delivered for the staff, thanking them for what it is that they're doing, showing Neat. appreciation. So that's cool. we're thankful to be here. I mean, it's a difficult time right now, but there's still a lot of things that, um, that a lot of good that's still happening and a lot of things to be thankful for, even given the current circumstances. Yeah, amen to that. Yes, well said. All right. Well, uh, Shannon, we thank you for being on with us today. We wish you the best of luck, and we hope to have a lot of folks going on to the website here for that COVID-19 Relief and Response Fund coming up May 1st through the 8th. Or if nothing else, send you a check at P.O. Box 602, Brainerd, Minnesota, right? Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks, Shannon. (laughs) Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you, Shannon, and thank you, Nicole. Shannon Wusso is the Executive Director of the Mid-Minnesota Women's Center. Nicole Mason is the Lead Visitation Supervisor with the Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.